DJs know about MakingItMag.com. Not only are we Atlanta's number one magazine for the urban music industry, but we're a national platform that provides real opportunities, real exposure, and real industry connections. Just log on to MakingItMag.com, sign up for your membership, and start submitting music to get booked on major shows, magazine features, radio interviews, sponsorships, and more great opportunities. That's MakingItMag.com, doing dope stuff for dope artists. Ten years strong. Bitch. Hey, come on, music certified by the streets. This your man DJ Will Money. Catch my mix show, Street Anthems Live, right here on this station. I'm playing the hottest hip hop and RB music. I'm also showing love to all the independent artists with the indie spotlight segment. So tune in to your favorite station right here. Let's get it. Hey, yo. Street Anthems Live Mix Show. Yeah, keep it locked. Get live with DJ Will Money. It's going down. Here's another exclusive interview All right. on K100 What's happening, y'all? What's good? What's up, though? K100, you bastards. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of K100 Radio's Direct Line Interviews. I am your host, Blizzom. Welcome, everybody, to the show, man. We have a really, really dope segment uh, lined up for you guys today. So this is for all my people that may be interested in the film industry. And, you know, when we talk to different guests, most of the time, of course, obviously, we are a music-based um, show and podcast, of course. But a lot of times we do talk to people from uh, different different parts of the game, uh, different parts of the entertainment industry. I mean, we talk to a lot of people. We talk to politicians. We talk to strippers. We talk to a lot of people. But I love talking to my my film people. And the reason why I like talking to my film people so much is because of how closely intertwined film and music is like you can't have a film without music and sound like it's, it, it pretty much goes hand in hand like you know you never you don't watch tv shows and that don't have an intro with no music so it's like you know even though our specialty is the music industry of course you know that i myself am involved in film and a lot of the people that are i deal with are involved with film so i love 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 conversations with film guys and i got a dope 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 guest with me today man i'm gonna bring to the line real quick the brother Al Nuke. Al Nuke, you on the air. What's up, brother? How you doing? What up, though? What up, though? What up, though, family? What's happening, man? Welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to K100 Radio, brother. <laughs> I'm glad to have you, brother. I appreciate you for having me, man. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, I'm not going to take up too much of your uh, too much of your time. I want to kind of, you know, dive right into the conversation. But first, I always let my guests just pretty much introduce themselves to my broadcast, man. So I'm going to let you have the floor. Go ahead and tell the people who we rocking with right now, family. Go ahead. Well, definitely, this is your man, Al Nuka, rocking with K100 Radio. I'm a film director. I'm an artist, and I'm also the manager of the Trap God, Zaytoven. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and I've been going hard for a long, long time. Man, welcome to the Google broadcast. It. Absolutely, man. So, and that's one thing about it, though. Like, a lot of people say, yeah, 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 look me up, Google me. Nah, 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 for real. Sometimes they don't turn out good for y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it go the opposite way. But nah, you got a really extensive um, career, right. man. You've been doing it for a while. Um, I had the fortune, um, before we, I want to I I start this off by saying I had the, uh, the fortune of actually sitting and listening to you on a panel recently. That's actually where I met you. That's pretty much the catalyst, how, how this whole thing kind of got put together. I met you at an event. 
um, and you know, it, you, you film. Uh, you were talking to some of uh, some um, some of the guests there. It was a packed house. It was you, Nina Stacks, another uh, filmmaker. Um, it was a really great event, man. Shout out to those guys. But um, you you said a lot of things in that in that that I want to address and I want to talk to you sidebar. Like this is a an extended sure. conversation because you said one thing that I really got to get into. But I'm gonna jump into all that. But I want everybody to know, you know, just how the networking and everything works. You were at an event here in Atlanta. Um, I, I was in, I I found out about it. I just pulled up and had a you know a really quick conversation with you. And then you know, um, I saw that you said you was wanting to talk about the new, the movie that you got coming out right now. Well, no, that's out already. Excuse me, that's out. Botch. And we definitely here to talk about that. But it's just like when I met you at that event, you were just really down to earth and you was like welcoming. And, um, you know, I just reached out and you said, yeah, you do the interview, man. So that's just how it works, man. When you just do good business and meet good people and cool people, man, you know, these things kind of sure. happen. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. All right. So I want to talk about why you're mainly here and your brand new project. And it's called Botch. All right. And I've got, you know, people that are watching at home, watching on YouTube and Thanks to everybody that's watching on YouTube. Thanks to everybody listening on K1's radio and on our mobile app. I've got some images scrolling across the screen, all nice and everything right now. This movie, Botch. That's all true. right. I want you to tell me, and we got the trailer. We're going to play the trailer. So everybody that's watching on YouTube, everybody watching on Facebook, you guys will be able to see the trailer for the uh, for the movie. We're going to play it in a second. But I want to talk to Al Nokia. He just told you a quick rundown of his resume, but his latest project is Botch. And it's the movie that's out right now on Tubi. Am I correct, bro? That's right, right? Correct, correct. Okay. It's trending on two. Be recommended. One of the number one films on there right now, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. God is great. Absolutely, man. So let's talk about Botch, man. Let's talk about this film. Like, this is this is this is a, this is a, is, a, is a snatch from the headline type of situation. Am I not? Am I correct? Like, you know, even even in in, in some of the uh, the synopsis and the promo and stuff, you know, basically it talks about it in the trailer. Like this stuff has actually happened. It was inspired by true events. So what made you want to do this film, bro? Man, truth be told, you know, um, I've been doing movies for a while now, and I did the rap movies, I did the street movies, the crimes, and the different things, and just, you know, God God put this movie on my on my soul. He said, you know, I need you to make movies with content that's going to have conversation, that's going to that's gonna be more than just a film, you know? I need you to make something heartfelt, something cultural that's happening, you know, in our culture. So I just want, I just, I really, I it was it was God. I saw all I could say, and, and the crazy part about it is, a lot of my people around me and a lot of just different people was like, "Yo, I don't think that's the film you should make. I think you should make another street joint. You should make another rap movie. You should make another this. You should make another that, or try to make this." Right. Nobody really understood this particular film until it came out. All the way up until you know a few months ago, everybody thought I was crazy outside of the um, cast and the crew. Right. Because the cast and crew. When, we, when they were on set and they seen the script and they seen how dedicated I was and, and they knew we were making magic then. And, you know, I mean, I got I to gotta say this to you, bro. Like, because I can... Here's the thing. We live in this, like, cancel culture environment that I hate. I, I, I hate everything about right. cancel culture, right? And, and, you know, I'm a I'm an outspoken person. I like to... I'm one of those, you know what I'm saying? I might get canceled myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't know one day. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Me <laughs> honestly. Me too. <laughs> right. But... It's like, I understand the trepidation. I understand why people were like, yo, I don't even know, fam. Because it's like, this is this is tapping into a territory, the actual, just the topic. BBLs, women's rights, body shaming, whatever. It's so many ways that you can get attacked yeah. for making the film. 
You know what I'm saying? And and it actually happened to people. So some people might be like, yo, you might get sued. People might try and sue you. Think you're talking about them. It's like a lot yeah. of stuff that, that goes yeah. along with that. So like, talk to me about like some of the, some of the, th- I know people told you that, but can you give me some specifics about like some of the, some of the things that you felt like even yourself was like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. I know you said God inspired it, but then sometimes, you know, the business side of us be like, I don't know, there's going to be a lot to come with that. G- give me some of the things that kind of made you kind of sort of pause before you finally listened to your inner spirit and decided to press the green light. Well, I, I was passionate about it as soon as God told me about it, and I was going to do it regardless. But I will tell you about a tidbit that I haven't told nobody, but I don't have a problem with, with speaking on it, is that when I was done with the film, my mission and my thought pattern was was to get a woman that been through this to actually come aboard and be a producer on the film where they didn't have to put in no money or anything. It was just if they had a name, help me raise awareness on this film. And I literally took this film and shot this film and, and talked to a multitude of high end women such as like Black China, um, K Michelle, um man, the list goes on, man. I talked to uh Angela Yee um, I reached out to our people. You know, I've talked to a multitude of women that actually can relate to this stuff right. and have stories about it, but they really didn't want to touch it because of those things that you just said. Like, you know, they said, hey, Al, you good people, love the story, like it, looks good, but I don't know if this is something I feel safe showing my brand because I don't want to be seen like I'm bashing women right. not to do this. Right. I'm not, I'm not trying to lose no money here. I'm not trying to lose a buck. I'm not trying to lose a dollar. Exactly. So I, so I totally understood their position, but I thought differently when I was making it. I just knew that, you know, a, a high-profile woman would say, "Sure, I want to get behind this. I want to really, you know, I really want to do this with you." But none of those girls really wanted to be a part of it. That bro, like you, you, you basically answered like I got to revamp my whole brain about what I wanted to ask because I was literally going to get to that particular point, like. Did you even reach out to like some of the more famous people who this, you know, and how do they feel about it? So that's basically telling me right now, like, man, you, you, man, you had, you had, you had, you just, you just roll with it. With, with, I understand, you know, you put it in your heart, but you still had to roll with a pair of steel ones. You know what I'm saying? To just go ahead and, and finance and make yeah. this movie because it's like, bro, like it's so much that I could think when I watched the trailer and stuff. I was like, it's so many ways that this could be taken, and I just like, I just respect. The fact that you said, nah, I'm making the film. Like, I just got to give you a round of applause on that shit, bro. Like, seriously, because... Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. The whole concept of it is so controversial. And, and here's the thing. You know, some people, you know how you know how this industry is. All publicity is good publicity. And I'm like, eh, we've seen that backfire several times. You know what I'm saying? We've seen that backfire yeah. several times. You feel me? Um, So, yeah. have you, have you, have you, had since it's out now and it's came out, has anybody spent the block and been like, Wow, you know, now that I look at it, like, yeah, actually, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe, maybe I do want to come aboard and promote it. And, you know, has, has anybody kind of spent the block um, that was cautious at first? Nah, it's kind of like this film is, um, it's a real taboo, man. It's a real touchy, touchy story. So once they told me that and they gave me their perception about it, it let me know that they were going to, you know, watch from a, you know, watch from afar, watch from the nosebleeds. And see how this thing plays out because I knew that it was going to take the women at the bottom to create the conversation. Right. I said, you know what? They're not going to do it because it's such a taboo. It's almost like when, you know, homosexuality 
was doing a breakthrough. You know what I mean? It was right. like nobody, when I was growing up, you couldn't be gay. It was like, you gay, motherfucker? What? Is, what? Right. You know what I mean? And, right. Um, they had to fight through that roof, I guess. And like, whoever took the, uh, you know, whoever took the, took the fucking thing, I'm sorry, cousin, but whoever took the flag, they went and did it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like with this film, too. It's like nobody wants to talk about it. It's so taboo, but everybody's watching it. And then now it's starting to create the conversation that I was hoping that it was going to do. It's, it's actually uh, doing much better than I expected. Absolutely, man. That's good. Congratulations on that. And so when you there, there there's a lot of technical things about about filmmaking that I would like to touch on. I know we only got 30 minutes. And so I want to make sure I try to get some some um, education in because, you know, with this platform, um, even though we are geared towards independent artists and trying to you know help that culture and help that particular lane and we want to give them information. A lot of artists definitely want to hear information about films from people like yourself that are, are creating it, especially on the, on the fact that you're doing it yourself. So let me ask you this. With, with, when you're doing independent films right now, I want to ask you straight up because you kind of sort of answered it on the panel, but I want to actually hear from my audience. How do you feel about the, the, the independent film industry right now? If we're talking about, and we'll get back more to Botched itself, but in, in the cast and crew. But as, a, as an independent filmmaker, how do you feel about the way uh, film is being able to be distributed as far as the onset of Tubi, a, 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 a good platform right now. There's a lot of people, you know, check out and you can get your movie in front of people. You don't necessarily have to go to Hollywood or even go to Netflix. How do you feel right now about the state of independent filmmaking? You know, it's challenging. And um, it's, uh, I'm glad you brought that question up. It, it's it's really hurt. It's hurtful to... So to see these guys like Roland Williams and now to see Isaac, uh, what is Isaac A. Jr., they're trying to like expose Fox News or Fox Media because they own Tubi. Right. And now they feel like Fox is racist and they're giving. But I just want to be clear. Tubi has given filmmakers a shot to actually make some money off of their movies. Aside from who owns it, who's this, who's that. I want people to know that as a filmmaker for over t- almost 20 years, coming from the DVD era, you know, we would only get one check and that would be it. And we don't even own our IP anymore for 10 years. Wow. You know, so they was able to make, you know, millions of dollars, millions of dollars um, off of us. And, you know, we never make a dollar. And then they tell us, hey, man, your movie, don't get mad because your movie didn't make no money. You know, I did. I did a movie too in 2013. I did Birds of a Feather. Right. You know, and I just want the fans to know a quick scenario about that. You know, Birds of a Feather was one of the South's biggest films to come out for Urban. You know what I mean? Right. At the time, and we did a deal where we got 20 grand. We got 20 grand from these guys from this late from this company, uh-huh. and we didn't see another dollar. Now, wow. Mind you, Birds of a Feather went on Netflix. Right. Right. Birds of a Feather sold out of 860 Walmarts. DVDs sold out. Uh, it also sold out on in um, Sears and Best Buy. And, and then they went ahead and put the movie out on Amazon Prime. And then they showed it on, on their platform on YouTube. So they probably generated, I would say, I could easily say they generated probably five, six hundred thousand dollars off of the film, if not more, probably right. in more so of the million direction. Right. And and they licensed this movie for 20 years. I Damn. mean, for 10 years. Okay. And they gave us 20 grand. Wow. You see what I'm saying? And when I finally went to them, what, a year ago or so, and said, hey, man, you owe me some money. They said, we owe you $1,600. Wow. 
Don't wow. get mad because people didn't watch your movie or people didn't like your movie. That's crazy. This you know what they told me. Right. And, and and the thing about that is, and, and of course, with those numbers, it's like they they since they had since they had ownership over, they got the the data. You feel what I'm saying? Like the, that, that's why that data is king right now. Like the information, you know, the, right. having that information, having access to the information to the real numbers to the real metrics is what makes it is, is a trillion dollar industry right now. And so it's crazy that they could tell you anything. So whatever, fam. Like, I, but I, that's so that's so key to like our core mission over here at K100 Radio and what you're saying. And people need to know this about you. You have a background as an artist. I want to make sure that I, t- I tell people that, which I didn't know. You know, I didn't know that until, you know, you you, you talked, you know, at the um at the yeah. event that I was at. I didn't yeah. even know that you you, know, you were a former artist. And I had heard your name. I actually knew who you was before I walked up to you, kind of sort of. I just introduced myself. And, you know, you, you, you told me Birds of a Feather. I watched that. I knew who you was. So I was there. I already knew who the, who the panelist was and everything. But um, I didn't know that you was an artist. You know what I'm saying? I did, I did not know that you was actually had put yeah, started, CDs out. Yeah, I started rapping. I started... Yeah, right. I started from the era of Eminem. I'm from that same era. Proof, Eminem, Trick Trick, and all that. I'm from Detroit, so we all, we all, you know, basically started together in the city of Detroit. Because we'll see where Detroit artists is at right now. I'm just so inspired from that. That's just a whole nother, uh, you know, thing that I'm so happy to see. Absolutely, man. And I want to make sure that I don't get too far away from the actual movie. And I want to make sure we we we, we talk about Botch uh, because it's it's actually. I just conceptually is a good thing. So, so how long did it take for you to shoot it? How did you how did you pick your cast? Let's talk about let's talk about Botch a little bit. Let's let's dig into it because I noticed I noticed what you want to talk about, and that's the highlight. And we'll we'll spin the block back for a couple more follow up questions. But let's talk about this movie that and everybody that's watching on um YouTube and maybe if you're watching the replay or whatever on the channel or Facebook Live right now. Shout out to everybody that's watching. I see a couple of you guys are watching. I'm live right now. This is a direct line interview on K100 Radio. K100, you bastards! You are tuned to the K100 Radio, hip-hop and R&B. All right. Yeah. And we talking to the homie uh, Al Nuke. He's the director and filmmaker of the movie Botched. And that's what you guys are going to be getting ready to play the trailer in a second. But um, talk to me about, you know, picking your cast, man, and, 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 and deciding who you wanted to roll with in the creative process of actually making the film. Well, my approach... I just once once God put it on my spirit, it was for me to find the uh, the right cast. So we went through maybe you know forty uh, Russ co-stars, and I don't know maybe a hundred of the main Layla, the main character. We went through a lot of those people, right. really trying to find the right one. Um, you know, it, it was a rigorous pro- it was a rigorous process because as a writer, I felt the film. I know what I wanted to see. I feel it. I know it. It's in my veins. So certain people was going close. Certain people were doing great in certain areas. But it was like the, the main character had to have a little bit of nuances of kind of everything. And then I had to strip that and build what I needed, so to speak. So right, it was right. it was difficult at first. Yeah, you know, and when you're doing it, so I, I always ask people this, like, you know, of uh, people that may be watching this, Okay, here's the thing. The core of my audience and the core of this particular platform is music stuff, and that's cool, but they understand how it crosses over, right? So I say that because we're used to talking to guests and talking to people who had to do everything themselves. Like, had to go do this, and they had to pay for their own studio time, and they had to pay for their yeah. own... Uh, how, how much... How expensive is it if you was just... You're, you're seasoned, so you're going to know how to cut costs and cut expenses. But let's just say somebody that's listening to this show for the first for the first time or maybe never heard of you or maybe have never actually had a chance to talk to an independent filmmaker like yourself with, with stuff already out on Tubi, things been in motion. 
just give me a roundabout about how much does it cost to make a movie like botched that you have to put up for it to come out looking just like that. For it to look like that, you're going to have to spend a hundred plus. Okay. You know, um, a lot of people think they can make movies, you know, with 5,000. You can, you know, you can make a five, you can make a $5,000 movie. You can make a $10,000 movie. It just depends on the quality that you're looking for and where you're trying to go with this film. Mm -hmm. A lot of people make $10,000, $20,000 movies, and then it doesn't really do too much. You know, I often tell people, you know, you get what you pay for. So when you spend $20,000 on a movie, you ain't going to have the right lighting. You ain't going to have the right sound. You ain't going to have the right camera. Right. You know, you ain't going to have the real editing because all of this stuff is a process, and this stuff costs money and the right and to get the real people that do that, oh, boy, they want money. You know right. what I mean? They, they want the real money. And it ain't <laughs> like music. Cause, you know, I come from the music era where you spend your money in spurts. You know what I mean? Like, right. So you might got to spend some money for two weeks, and then you're going to chill for two weeks, or you're going to chill for a couple months or how it go. But first of with movies, it's like, man, as soon as you say, okay, I'm pressing that green light, money's going. Right, right. And it's nonstop. Until you're done, done with the film. <laughs> exactly. There's no break. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, and I so think one... You got to make sure you spend the money wisely, too. Yeah. And one thing, I think, uh, one big difference... Here's a, here's here's a, here's what I want to say to my audience, my, my general audience, and the people that may be listening. There is a huge difference. The number one difference is uh, artists can kind of sort of quarterback a project themselves if they're smart enough or whatever, but they still need to incorporate, uh, you know, buying beats and whatever, whatever. A film, there is no version of a film that's made by one person, period. Hard stop. There's no version of a film that's made by five people. I haven't, there is no version of a good film that's made by less than a a crew of what, maybe 10 plus at the very minimum. Like you can get away with stuff. Very minimum. Right. 15 years. Right. You know, yeah, 12, 15 people. Minimum. Minimum. That's the minimum. So, so all of this, so it's just not the same. And so you have to, you you cannot, I repeat, you cannot jump into the film industry without without having a budget, A, and without having a team, period. And, and a lot of people, you can you can you can finesse your way in there with the music industry, but nah, not in the film. You're gonna you're gonna have to come with the money, you're gonna have to come with the team in order to make this thing pop off. All right, man. That's 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 it. I agree, but I will say this though. Let me let them know this though, because I came from the artist world, so it's not impossible. Uh-huh. And what you can do is two things. Artists need artists needs to create content so i tell artists it, these is the days where you can actually start trying to shoot them small films and putting your music in it and then trying to put that out as a you know like a jay-z streets is watching type situation right it's all about content and when you want to look up a budget you know you find you a director that can make the movie right if i'm an artist i'm gonna find me a director that i know that can shoot a movie and he can guarantee me he can shoot a movie Right. My next step is I'm going to get I got to have a relationship in my market with somebody that got a name, whether that be a DJ, whether that be a woman, whether that be, you know, another artist, whoever got names. I'm going to ask them to be in my movie, which more than likely they're going to come up. They're going to come up. So they're probably going to do it, whether it's one or two scenes. Right. It doesn't mean they don't need to be in a whole movie. They can do one or two scenes. Right. And once they commit to that. I'm going to get the up-and-coming other rappers to say, hey, man, give me $1,000, and I'm going to put you in this scene with this up with this real artist and with this real person. I'm going to put you in this scene, and I'm going to put your music in this movie. You do that, 
15 times, 20 times, charge some people 2,000, charge some people 1,000, charge this guy $500. You know what I mean? Right. You want to uh, you want to charge this guy 500 maybe to just to, to just do that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And Hold that's, on one second. But you know what? It's interesting that you said that cuz that's that's like a that's a strategy that I didn't even I didn't even think of from a, from a film making side because now it's like if you independent and you still trying to you trying to make money as, as while you're making the film before the film even comes out, that's a way to generate more revenue to like go buy that extra I don't know the extra lens that you may need or that extra of course the extra whatever course, you know what I'm saying man. the extra plug in for the editing I don't even yeah. know how you however you want to however you want to frame it like I never I never even really you thought about it from that way you know what I'm saying from making a film like there's yeah. other ways to make money while you're making the damn film you feel what I'm saying that that's how you do it you mm-hmm. make money while you're making the film right. yes man and and a lot of artists could do that but with that comes you have to be creative. You have to be able to follow through. You got to be able to do what you say, and you got to be able to complete it. And it has to look good. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not an easy process, but there's a process that you can do it. And when people tell me, "Well, where do I start?" This and that, I don't want to hear that because you can go to YouTube, you can go to G Chat GT. There's so many areas and ways that you can learn what you what you're passionate about mm-hmm. if you just really take your time and be disciplined. You can learn it. Absolutely, man. And hey, I I'm a student of self learning. I went to YouTube University. I got my masters from that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you you over here talking. You know, I ain't gonna be disingenuous. I ain't gonna be disingenuous, Al. I I did go to college for media production. I did, but I actually learned okay. more. I learned, but I learned more, ladies and gentlemen, from YouTube, and that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. That's true. Yeah. I learned everything I did. <laughs> everything I learned, it was trial and error. I didn't go to school for anything, and I know how to do a lot of stuff. Right. It, it was like trial and error and just staying disciplined on learning and wanting to do it. Absolutely. So let's, 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 uh, let me start the music right here. I'm going to play the trailer, man. I want people to see the trailer for Botch. All right. And, uh, I'm going to play the trailer real quick so you guys can, can, can see it. Everybody that's watching on, shout out to, uh, who's that? Craig Owens over there watching on Facebook. Steve Rosen, what's up, man? I see Mike's over there watching too as well. Jay Harris jumped on there. Apple Williams, Tree C. Paul opens. All you guys that was over there watching on the uh, on the uh, Facebook uh, page. Shout out to you guys for watching. I appreciate you guys for, uh, checking over here. Shout out to my people that's watching on YouTube. I see a couple of people over there, and of course, shout out to everybody that's listening on K100Radio.com. People, my my loyal listeners on the app and everything. Of course, you guys. Shout out to you guys over there. So I'm gonna play this. Um, I'm gonna play the trailer. Uh, Al, you want you want to give a little intro before I play the trailer? Man, definitely. Yo, y'all, check this out. This is Botch Movie, the trailer. The movie is available on Tubi right now. It's trending. The number one movie on all social platforms. All you got to do is Google it on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. We going crazy, baby. This is Botch, the trailer. Check it out. Watch this real quick, y'all. Well, hello, bitches. Hey. Now, which one of you bitches is ready to go first? Case that made headlines around the world, charged with injecting fix-a-flat and super into women during illegal cosmetic surgeries. Plastic surgery is over like a $40 billion a year industry. I've only wanted to make women beautiful my entire life. I think you be giving bus shots. She come into town every few months and pop in a different hotel. She clear at least 50 every time she in town. 
Did you just say $50,000 a week? Dr. Hamilton? Yeah, who's asking? Dr. Watkins, you mind if I have a word with you? We need, we need more product for more money. Did you yourself refer any girls to Layla? This is about a young lady by the name of Layla Gabrielle. I sell shots, booty shots. So you give me 10 girls and I give you $5,000. This little ugly bitch ain't mine. After getting my shots, I started feeling like this numbness in my legs. Layla! Fuck you at? Underage girls in that phone. I feel so sorry that I set them girls up to see that monster. What do you want to become a plastic surgeon, Miss Gabriel? Make women beautiful. You are right. tuned to the K100 Radio Hip Hop right. and R&B. Right. Yeah. K100, you bad. K100 Radio. I'm your host, Blizzard. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we are chopping up with the homie Al Nuke right now. He is the filmmaker who brought us botched it on Tubi right now, man. And we're having a really great conversation yes, with him for this direct line interview, man. I hope you're enjoying yourself, brother. Um, I, I'm glad you you know got a chance to come over and rock with me. I appreciate that. Definitely, man. Thanks for having me. All right, so I got one. I got one. I got, and I know we we coming up on our thirty minutes. So I know you're a busy person. I'm trying to make sure I get all my my questions in and stuff, man. So I I appreciate you. Um, but I got, I got, I, I want to follow up on a question. This is for all my real like film, you know, people that are really in the film and stuff like that. And I got a lot of y'all. I see, I see a couple of y'all names that popped up over there. I was watching. I know for a fact you guys are involved with film too on the Facebook and um, YouTube feed. Let me ask you this, bro. You said something that the uh, <laughs> that I felt was controversial, and everybody in the room kind of was like, kind of ears popped up when you said it. You talked about film festivals, and you basically said, yeah. Fuck them film festivals. You know what I'm saying? Like, essentially, your answer was like, yeah, I don't fuck with them like that. Like, you you, you named one or two that you felt like was worth it. But for the most part, you was like, nah, you good on them. I want you to follow up with that. Like, let's talk talk to me and talk to people that may be watching K100 Radio. Because, you know, you out here grinding and you really you really doing it. You, you, you're actually doing something that I, myself, am trying to goddamn get into. Like, I, people know that I've worked on some films. I've done audio and stuff like that. I've done sound and stuff and editing and stuff, but I want to get to the point where you at one day. I'm, I'm, I'm you inspiring me, straight, straight, straight up. So Appreciate when you it. said when you said that, it kind of piqued my ear because I was like, okay, I was completely wrong about that because I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking in my brain I got to do the film festivals, all right? Just like some maybe some new rapper may feel like I got to do the open mics, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like talk to me about how right. about why you feel the way you feel about film festivals. Well, let me go a little bit in, in detail um, with that. And I just want to be clear, and I hope it don't offend nobody. Um, first of all, you don't want to be a backpack filmmaker. I know people that's been making movies and trying to make a movie for five years, ten years, and, and it just doesn't make any sense. And when you look at a lot of these, um, the a lot of these film festivals, a lot of them are built around white people. They're not really built around our stories, and unfortunately. The film festivals that's built around our stories are mainly money grabs, you know, for for the filmmaker, for the main guys to get their sponsors to come in and sponsors cut a nice check, and that's a tax write-off for them. 
and everybody's happy. At the end of the day, nobody at these major black film festivals are picking up movies genuinely okay. off of their craft. Right. You have to have, you have to pay to get the movie in there, pay for the banners, pay for the this and pay for that, and then possibly somebody may come and get you. But in, in hindsight, you got places like Tubi, you find your aggregator, and if you got a movie, you put your movie out, and, and, and hopefully you can make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these film festivals, the distributors are not there. The aggregators maybe are there, but the distributors that where you're thinking, I got this movie, give me a check, right. they're not there. Right. It's, and we have to know that as black filmmakers to not be, you know, I'm going to use my name and my brand to let you know, don't walk in circles. Don't waste your time. It's nothing personal. It's just the fact that when you go to a lot of these black film festivals, a lot of them are sponsor-oriented, and they're they're really based upon that to get their sponsorships off. Mm-hmm. No one's looking for really movies. So all we're doing is networking with the next filmmaker. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? But there's no real deals going down at right. these spots. Right. And right. when you go to places like AFM, which is the American Film Market, in Santa Monica, which is one of the biggest film festivals for urban filmmakers, it is 85% white. Hmm. You do have 15% there, and you do have those guys that's looking for movies that'll possibly do some deals. But again, unfortunately, all of those guys are white. Hmm. And a lot of them will tell you. A lot of them will tell you, black content is not working in my market. So Tubi is our outlet. So when you get people like, you know, Roland Martin and saying, oh, Tubi, this and that, it's like, bro, you hate, you big time hate. Maybe you need to go make a movie so you can see the numbers. Right. And and Tubi, and just to be clear, I don't, I don't, without getting too specific, Tubi cuts the check, correct? Am I right or wrong? Tubi cuts you guys the checks on the films on the, when they, when they, when they pop off on there, right? You guys getting paid, right? Yeah. Yeah, we get paid. Like, you get paid depending on the person, depending on the person that you're dealing with. You can get paid every 30 days or you can get paid every three months. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a revenue. And, and and the main thing about it is you still own your IP. Right. So, you know, you can take your movie elsewhere whenever you get a chance to or whenever you want to. You can put it on other platforms. You're not just exclusively licensed to Tubi. Right. You can go take it wherever you want to. But, for, you know, Tubi has been a self-contained entertainment outlet for the for urban. Right. So, it's created his own lane. Right. Know, leave it alone because truth be told, Roland and people like that saying what they're saying, Tubi is actually looking up and saying, hey, the black people made our channel, but now we have to use our movies because Fox does own these joints. So we got 10,000, 20,000 movie catalogs right. that we got to run through right. our own <laughs> network. Right, so right. So we're not going to be taking just any black movie. And so you, so you just... You didn't shot a movie at the crib with your homeboy in the closet. We ain't taking them no more. Even though that's what made them. And I and I get it because, I mean, everything yeah. grows. Everything grows. You feel me? At the end of the day, I get it. Now, you yeah. said, but you everything said. grows, man. But you said one more thing, Al. One more thing, and I'm going to let you go. Also, you said, mm-hmm. and I want to follow up here. You said that you feel like there's going to be something else that, circum- that, that basically comes around Tubi in a minute. Like, Tubi's not going to. Tubi's not going to have the lock that it has right now. You you said you mentioned you, you said that you feel like it was something that's going to be in, in, in maybe a, a two two or three years, maybe five years. Tubi ain't going to be it. And you mentioned something else. What was that that you named? 
I think it's going to be less than that, man. It's going to be less than 24 months. Tubi is going to have real hard competitors. Mm. They're shooting every day. Um, I was talking about actually the brother that I'm going to jump on the phone with as soon as I'm done with this is my brother Dre, who's got the uh, network with Moneybag Yo. You know, they started their own network on the cell phones. And, you know, they got people watching films through there. You got some other brothers. Shout out to um, Not Stats TV. Um, you know, they got their own. They got their own incubator system with 300 women, 300,000, I'm sorry, women that actually pay a certain amount of money every month to subscribe to their content, their mm-hmm. self-contained content. Right. So you got a new one that I just heard, Cineverse, who's out, and they're paying more than Tubi, you know what I mean, for the um, ad revenue splits. So you got people that's coming that's going to compete with Tubi real, real soon. But Tubi will always be the uh, they'll be the Walmart or the Apple, so to say, of the business. Okay, all right, good stuff, man. Well, first of all, uh, before I get ready to let you go, man, because my thirty minutes been up about eight minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? So I want to let you I go, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you feel you, me? Yeah, but um, anything that you want to add that we didn't cover? Anything? Of course, we know that we want everybody to go out, and if you got to, we will. Pretty much everybody has Tubi at this point. Make sure you check out Botch. All right, you see how I got that thing going across the screen when you see that, you feel me? Anything that you want to shout out, uh, Al, anything else that you want to mention that I did not get a chance to cover, man? 30 minutes go quick when we're having a great conversation. Anything I miss? No, nah, man, you did great, man. I really appreciate you. I just want to thank the cast and the crew of Botch, and I want to thank every single person that took the time out to watch the movie. And it's very important that black women in general watch this movie because it's going to help you just kind of raise awareness and just really think about do the right research when you decide to mess with your body because this is your temple. So you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing and the proper thing when messing with your temple. So I just want to just let all everybody know to just be aware and go and watch Botch and tell a friend, friend, tell a friend, spread the word. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and all my social media, A-L-N-U-K-E. Al Newton, and I appreciate you, K1. Absolutely, man. And well, oh, hold on. Before we go, keep it a hundred with me, real quick. K100 Radio, keep it a hundred. Do you like them BBLs? For or sure. do you like you like the BBLs, or you like them natural, my dog? Which one you want? Does it matter? I like them natural, but I didn't pay for a couple BBLs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the answer. That's the answer. My man, Al Nuke, man. My Thank you, man. Natural right now. My girl natural right now. I got a natural girl right now. <laughs> All right, brother. Listen, man, keep doing your thing, man. Hopefully, man, you know, at some point, man, I'd love to work with you at some point. So I'm, I'm shooting my I, – I always put myself out there when I'm doing my thing. You feel me? We talked about yeah. it briefly at the bar. Like, yo – I'm, I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my foot in the game as 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 a person that's an artist and recording engineer and a producer. I'm like yo, but I've I've worked on film. I'm trying to get myself over there, man. So hey, man, hopefully one day, you never know. I don't know. Maybe this may be the start Let's of something. But you know, what I'm saying I'm glad to have you on the broadcast as as be there as a mayo. You feel me? I respect that. Thank you. Thank you, King. Absolutely, I appreciate man. you. All right, before we go, K100 Radio. You are tuned to the K100 Radio right. Hip Hop and R and B. And I want you guys to understand, man, like when I'm talking to people like Al Nuke, like he's that's that's a really cool dude, bro. Like he's done a lot of stuff. Like he said, he did he's done uh Birds of a Feather. You know, that was that was of course a hood classic. And he's done he's got a couple other movies, man. So um when I get a chance to grab these kind of interviews, I I that's why I ask some certain questions. Like if you missed all of this, if you, if you if you see the whole thing and you in the film, go back. I asked him a couple of pertinent questions about the industry, about um Tubi, about you know distribution and stuff like that. He covered a lot of stuff. He touched on a lot of stuff. I want him to talk about his movie Botched, and I hope you guys, all you Tubi fanatics, some of y'all live and die by Tubi. And I, I, listen, I, I, 
I got Tubi. I got Tubi on my phone. I got Tubi on my, all my smart TVs. You know, you can watch Tubi through the Roku. So, you know, yeah, you know, it is, yeah. So I've watched movies on Tubi. You feel what I'm saying? And everybody that knows me personally knows I'm a movie connoisseur. Like, as far as I, music is my specialty, of course, in my background. But again, I have worked on films already. You know what I'm saying? I've got an IMDb page. You know what I'm saying? I've done some work on some on some independent films. So I'm into that too. And I love watching movies. If you watch my page and you with me on friends with me on social media, you see. I talk about movies and films and TV shows and series and I get my critiques and everything a lot because I really like movies. Before I even became a rapper, I liked movies. You know what I'm saying? So before I started into anything entertainment, I used to like to watch movies and TV. You know what I'm saying? So um, with that being said, um, you know, if you're trying to get into it, man, he gave me some real valuable information and stuff that I, the panel that him, it was him and Nina, uh, Nina Snacks, Nina, excuse me, Nina, Nina Stacks, my bad queen. And um, I forgot the other um, guy. Uh, I'll go back. I'll, I, I'm drawing a blank, but I know his name. He really, all of them really accomplished filmmakers and they were on that panel. And they was just dropping gems and just dropping gems. I was like, man, I wish I would have recorded that. You know what I'm saying? But I was just there. I just went but he was talking so much and i approached him i was like man i got i want to get you on my show you know what i'm saying so you can talk to my audience and give out some of that game that you gave you feel me um so it was a real good conversation i was glad to have it make sure you go check out that film but if you if you're interested in, in getting into the uh film industry one thing that he said i want to make sure i repeat before i sign off he ain't he ain't tell you no lies that budget is not like making and uh, you can you can you can create an album a mixtape or whatever for a couple of stacks or whatever you can have your art you can create it. now marketing and getting that shit on the radio and all that that's a completely another conversation but the man just told you you're gonna need about six figures to make a quality movie and that's why when you look at Tubi, some of those movies like he said look like they spent 10 grand on it some of them look like they spent a hundred you know what i'm saying you can tell the difference and he also mentioned how Tubi starting to crack down a little bit and say we good on those ten thousand dollar budget movies we need a little bit more so if that's what you're trying to get into, get a team. If you can't afford everybody, then they have production companies and sound companies and stuff that will come out that you're going to have to pay up front, salaried, and get paid, pay the contract, but you're going to need some money. You feel what I'm saying? If you want to really do it and do it the right way. So uh, I was glad that he mentioned that, and I was glad that we had that quick conversation on the air. All right, that's it. Um, K1's Radio, I'll be back for another direct line interview whenever I get a chance to talk to somebody else. But uh, again, go check out the movie Botch. All right, it's on Tubi right now. Um, of course, if you ever seen Birds of a Feather back in the day with Zaytoven and all that, that, that was him too. And he's got a couple other movies over there on Tubi. Um, so he's been doing his thing for a minute, fam. So go check out that movie if you see it on Tubi. And um, of course, <laughs> you know, hey, at the end of the day, it can always go left when you're trying to get that butt injections or plastic surgery. Um, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of queens that didn't, that didn't make it off them beds or, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I tell all my women, listen, fam, like, if you got it naturally, don't touch it. God gave it to you. No need to do all that. But if, if you're feeling self-conscious and you feel like you want to do it, please don't be going to Mexico. You know what I'm saying? For $2,000 and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, your life is really... So save up your money. Save up your money. Go to a reputable doctor. You feel what I'm saying? And get your shit done right. I ain't saying you got to go to Dr. Miami, goddamn, but please don't be going somewhere where you, you know, they're giving you ice packs instead of anesthesia. Like, chill, fam. It's not that serious. You're still beautiful, queen. K100 Radio. You are tuned to the K100 Radio, hip-hop and R&B.